What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Nourish to Flourish podcast, where we're striving to empower individuals to intentionally grow in their holistic health and wellness. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the idea of eliminating people from our lives. We're going to focus on learning how to walk away from people who threaten your peace of mind, self-respect, or self-worth. First things first, please, please, please be mindful that removing people from your life does not make you a bad person. Oftentimes there's this misconception that people accuse you of being stuck up or conceited because of the way that you choose to live your life and who you allow to walk alongside you during this journey. Uh, Remember that this is their perception, not your reality. So before jumping into this, I just want to encourage you to please consider distancing before removal. Um, An example of this could be if you're in a friendship or maybe with a loved one, like a family member or someone who you're in an intimate relationship with. This gives them the opportunity to rise up. You were clear in your communication. Hey, listen, this is how I feel. This is a boundary that I feel that I need to set up for us to continue on in this relationship. Again, whether it be like a friendship or an intimate relationship. And it gives that person the opportunity to receive grace from you. It gives you an opportunity to show that grace um, and to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, perhaps you're not actually ready to walk away from that relationship, whether it be a short-term separation or it be a long-term removal. This is a great idea and opportunity for you to just the first step in removal. So because Nourish to Flourish podcast is in partner with Nourish Health and Wellness, I always want to come back to that like holistic health, holistic growth, holistic wellness. And today I want to use a detox analogy. So when I get a client who fills out an, uh, an intake form and says like, hey, listen, I have these gut issues. I need to get my gut health in check. Um, I think I have some intolerances, but I'm just not sure what to. I have this bloating, this discomfort. So we'll go through these steps of kind of like a removal diet um, and taking away things like uh, foods that are filled with artificial sweeteners or processed foods, all these types of things that you might be regularly ingesting that you don't even know is the root of the problem. So we get them on this plan, this nutritional guidance, and they're going through and they start to feel the withdrawals. There's physical symptoms. There's this fatigue, these headaches, like that sugar detox, right? Lots of people have even compared sugar detoxes, that being the same of like a heroin addiction detox. Then there's the emotional symptoms. So we miss the comfort of familiarity. What do we do? Nine times out of 10, relapse. We start all over before giving ourselves the opportunity to heal and figure out what the root of the discomfort that that certain food might have been giving you in the first place. Listen, you cannot find the root of the problem unless you really start to analyze what all you're ingesting, right? Exactly. Let's dive in. I want to talk to you guys about the five R's for eliminating people out of your life or removing yourself from certain situations and environments that are holding you back from being the best you that you can be. Responsibility, remove, repair, replace, and repopulate. First off, responsibility. You need to own your participation in it. This can be food-related, like binging or buying the foods that you know make you feel like crap. Or it can be participating in the gossiping with those that you feel are making you heavy, that are wearing you down. You need to own the fact that 
you are the one who's making the choice to stay in that situation. You are the one who's making the choice to continue buying that food. That's on you, baby girl. It's your choice to remove yourself. Second one, remove. When do we remove ourselves? So this is how. When you find that other relationships are suffering, you are recognizing that boundaries are being crossed or ignored altogether. You find yourself stooping to their level. You dread spending time with them or answering their calls. And you feel yourself esteem dwindling. You're starting to see manipulation and control at play. All right, Beth, well, how do I do this? First of all, identify the toxicity. You need to be firm and clear in your communication with your boundaries. Remember, boundaries are a form of self-care and self-preservation. Also, you are going to feel those withdrawals and grief. You typically, nine times out of ten, like I said, with the detoxing from sugar, you're going to rebound before you give yourself the chance to repair. You're going to miss that comfort of familiarity, and that's okay. Recognize it, honor it, note it, be aware of it, move forward. Then we get to repair. Self-work and self-improvement is freaking hard. As you have just removed yourself or those people from your life and you are starting to experience that grief, you're missing that comfort of familiarity, like I said, now you need to start committing more of yourself to yourself. This means sticking to the boundaries that you set, committing to those boundaries in any type of relationship moving forward. Um, I told y'all that I am a Jesus lover and I'm going to share this with you. So I, this morning I was reflecting on this and I had actually spoken to one of my clients. She's 97. She's brilliant. I see her twice a week. We do exercises for half an hour. She's incredible. She's healthier than 90% of the 80, 70, 60 year olds. She's still living on her own. She's healthy. She's flourishing. She's doing great. So I asked her, so I'm thinking about doing this podcast on like removing people from your life and removing yourself from situations and environments that are hindering your growth. What do you think? Now, this is a very godly woman. I look to her for counsel in lots of situations in my life. I've been working with her for years. She's incredible. I have so much love for her. And she said, well, Beth, I think you need to pray on it. And I need, I think you should look through like the Proverbs for some guidance there. So I did. Went home and I went on Mr. Google and I typed it in. What does the Bible say about removing people? What do the scriptures say about eliminating people? I even went on Pinterest and looked up like quotes of eliminating people from your life. Um, and what I came up with was A, don't hang out with angry people. Do not keep company with hotheads. Bad tempers are contagious. Don't get infected. That's amazing. B, can a man carry fire next to his chest and his clothes not be burned? Hmm. C, as for a person who stirs up division, after warning him once and then twice, this is giving that grace, have nothing more to do with him. Walk away. Then we go into... The fourth R, replace. Slowly introducing new foods is just like slowly introducing new people. Now that you have dived in and done so much work on your self-improvement and that grief is starting to go away, um, the missing of familiarity is starting to go away, 
You have a blank canvas. You get to design your life the way that you want to. You've sought out counsel from mentors. You've gone to counseling. You've seen the psychologist, psychiatrist. You've maybe spoken to wise friends or family members. And you've received all this knowledge, but now it's time to actually put it into place. So when you are replacing foods with other foods that you used to eat, you'll notice this change in your body. Um, Not to be too graphic, but bowel movements. A, that's a first one. Um, lots, you, you don't even know how many people actually struggle with having normal bowel movements. I'm sorry with just to put that in there, but I'm just saying. So that's probably one of the first things that we hear like, wow, like my digestion is amazing. Um, second one with introducing new foods, my skin is so clear. All that acne that I used to have is going away. My mood is improved. My sleeping is better. I have more energy. I thought that if I worked out more, then I wouldn't be as full of energy. I thought I'd just be sore and tired and grouchy all the time. And maybe you were in the past, but you weren't fueling yourself with the proper nutrients to be able to perform at the level that you need to, to have a healthy body and a healthy mind and blah, blah, blah. That's a tangent. But when you are replacing people in your life, oftentimes we don't actually have much control over this, do we? This is where I like to call it like a God wink. So there have been many times in my life, and you can reflect on your life too. People who you were best friends with in elementary school or high school or university even, you might not even speak to them anymore. You maybe went on one path of life and they went on the complete opposite path. And now you literally have hardly anything to do with them anymore. A, that's okay. B, this is where the God winks come in. So God will put people in your life and he will take people out of your life according to his plan and purpose. I truly believe this. I do. This is what I call divine intervention. There's people who I thought like, wow, my life is fantastic. I have this beautiful tribe. I love these people so much. And then something happens that I never would have seen coming and I lose that friendship. And maybe it's restored at the end, but there's just something there that will never come back, a level of trust that will never be back to how it was before. Yes, there's opportunity to give grace. And yes, we should absolutely strive to keep relationships with people who make us better and who make us feel great and who give us the opportunity to serve. And that's fabulous. However, it doesn't mean that they're going to be in your life for the rest of your life. It could just be a season. There's a certain season in your life that you just get to relish in it. And that person is suited to you who you are at that moment does not mean that person is going to be perfect for you in five years. If you don't grow together at the same pace, there's going to be a division there. It's going to be like that teeter totter seesaw thing. One of you is going to rise up and the other one's going to come down. And what happens? You either stay rise or you level out, right? You get this, you know what analogy I'm using here. So when you are replacing people, Sometimes God will put people in your life and you won't really even know why until you know why. For example, one of my kindred sisters, she, she's probably one of my closest friends in the whole wide world. I have so much love for her. She came into my life when I was working front desk at a gym and she was going through a wretched divorce, like <laughs> wretched And at the time, I was also going through an incredibly difficult season in my life. And the first thing I said to her was, 
hey, you're going through a lot right now. Like you're going through a big divorce, aren't you? Like you're the girl that everybody's talking about in the gym. Is this the best approach to make a friendship? Probably not, but she received it well. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're going through a lot too, hey? Yeah, yeah. Do you want to be my best friend? Yeah. Do you want to come over? Yeah. And the next day she colored my hair. She's a registered nurse. And we went to Sally's the next day and got hair color and she colored my hair and we spent the whole day together. And it was fabulous. (laughs) So great friendships often come in seasons in our lives where we feel that something has been removed and we are not, maybe we're not even ready to dive into a new relationship, whether it be an intimate relationship or a friendship, because you just got your heart broken by this guy that you've been with for years, or you just got your heart broken, same level of heartbreak. Girls, you know what I'm saying. When your best friend walks away and your heart is broken or something happens in that friendship that breaks your heart. I feel like sometimes it's even worse with girlfriends than it is with actual like men that you're in a relationship with. That's not the point. The point here is this. God will bring people in your life when it is time for them to be in your life. And I am so incredibly grateful for this friend. She is still my closest friend. And she and I, over the last few years, have grown together. We keep each other accountable. Uh, We're frequently checking in with each other's mental health. Um, Our families have jived together. Our hubbies, we used to have like family nights, family suppers when when she lived here. Oftentimes, like whenever she comes home, our families get together. Our children play together. They're growing up together. This is the type of friendship that I've come to realize is what I only have space for in my life. And that is not selfish. That took me years to recognize that I'm allowed to say no. I'm allowed to walk away from environments or people who I feel can't keep me on the pace like the journey that I'm on at the pace that I'm at. I need people in my life who are inspiring, who make me want to level up, who are forcing me to try and catch up to their level. That's the type of people in my life that I need. That's the type of people in your life that you need. You need people in your life that are always a step or two ahead of you. You need some. You're going to have some in your life that you're a step or two ahead of. And that's good. That's a good balance. That gives you an opportunity to serve. However, and we're going to talk about this too in um, another episode that I'm going to do that's called Building Your Tribe. But just like a little sneak peek, there's going to be talk about like your inner circle, quote unquote. And these people who are in your inner circle are people who force you to level up, who make you better who are, like I said, a couple steps ahead of you that you're trying to catch up to them and at a healthy pace, not at an envious or like jealous um, stance, but just like in a sense that you feel that you need to be the best you that you can possibly be. And they're encouraging you to do that. Those are incredible people to have in your life. Um, So this gives you opportunity to grow and to continue repairing anything that you feel that you need to grow from in the past or maybe you know what maybe it's been years since that company let you go and you cannot get over it and you have this anger and you just don't understand and there's no closure or maybe that guy who literally just ghosted you which by the way I just learned what that meant like a couple months ago (laughs) just go 
ghosted you. You invested so much time and energy into this guy. And he just stopped talking to you. And you're like, what? I'm going to share it. That's going to be another episode, ghosting. Oh my gosh, Lord help me. But anywho, (laughs) I'm going to wrap this up. So let's just reflect on this episode, shall we? Closing your eyes, take a deep breath, release that tension from the top of your tongue, relax your shoulders, take a deep breath in, take in all that gratitude and all the blessings. And we're going to come back to this, the detox analogy, right? The intolerance, the withdrawals, the missing of familiarity. That analogy with food in comparison to like the removal diet with like the people removal, the environment removal, going back to those five R's, responsibility, own it, removal, know when, know how, repair, self-improvement, commit to that self-improvement, stick to those boundaries, repopulate, or nope, just joking, replace, (laughs) slowly introducing people back into your life and accepting the fact that it might not always be in your control and repopulate. You get to relish in that blank canvas, baby. You get to design the life that you want and you get to make this choice today, tomorrow, next week. Maybe you've already made that choice weeks ago, but you're still kind of in that repairing phase and you're just not really sure where to go from here. I hope that this has encouraged you And just one more note on that repopulating thing is going back to scripture. um, It does say in Ecclesiastes that two are better than one. For if one falls, the other will lift him up. This is scripture. Okay, like for, and you know what? You don't even have to be a believer to understand this and to accept this and to receive it. It's just the fact that when two or more are gathered, great things can happen. You know this. You know, we have this mentality, I feel like, amongst women right now that like, I'm a boss. Uh, I don't need no man. I don't need no friends. I don't need no family. I can do this on my own. I'm a strong, independent woman. Yes, all the power to you, baby girl. Keep your chin up. Keep working. And that is fabulous and so fantastic that you've felt that level of confidence. You've reached it and you're owning it and you don't want anything to get in your way of this growth and this level of trajectory that you're on. Yes, I am your number one cheerleader. I am all for you. Often I'm like sitting here behind the screen and I'm seeing these women like feeling empowered and sharing that. And I'm, I'm sitting here being like, yeah, girl, get it, own it keep going. I love watching you. Even if I'm a complete stranger, I am, I am such a cheerleader. I love that. However, we do have to remember that we're designed to be in community. And I think that's why like when this whole lockdown happened, that's why we saw these mental health scares, like rocket, like at a pace that nobody could have seen coming because we need people. We're designed to be in community. We're designed to have um, communion with the people around us to spend time with our tribe, to spend time with our family, to spend time with our friends that we call family. We're designed for it. Um, and you know what? We're going to come back to this. One day you will look back 
and you will take a deep breath and you'll realize that you finally escaped the person or environment that had that lethal hold on you. You survived it. Don't downplay that. Don't minimize that. And don't allow people to minimize that. You're a survivor and it's nothing short of incredible. You chose you and you grew along that journey and you're still repairing, you're still recovering, you're still replacing, you're still repopulating. That's fantastic. And like I said before, we're going to keep going through those R's in our life where we have to remove things and we have to go through this whole thing again. But the more often you do something, the better you get at it, right? And the more that you commit yourself to your holistic health and wellness, the easier it's going to get for you. Does it get easier? No. But do you get stronger? Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for joining me on this episode. Eliminating people. Everything must go. Keep your chin up. You are beautiful. You are incredibly strong. You have a good head on your shoulders. Honor that. Own it. Relish in it. Make sure you're picky about who's in your circle. And I hope that you have the most beautiful day. And we will chat with you on the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Love ya. This episode is brought to you by Nourish Health and Wellness, a company based out of Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, where we serve our clients by supporting them with nutrition and fitness programming for their wellness journey. The awesome part of all of this is that you get to use the discount code Nourish to Flourish to get 10% off. We would love to get to know you and encourage you and set you up for success. Remember, friends, to love your life, move your body, and nourish your soul.